Hello and welcome to the Mainly Mozart podcast. My name is Garrett Harris. I'm the Outreach Coordinator for Mainly Mozart. Today we talk a little bit about the Mozart and the Mind event, which is starting on May 30th. How would you say your name? Lamise? Lamise. Jabri. Jabri. Yeah. Okay. Not Jabri, because I was thinking Jabri. Or Jabri. Both are good. Both are good, but you say Jabri. Jabri, yeah. Very good. And technically you are... I'm a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, so I work with a wide population mm-hmm. uh, for a number of mental health concerns. But more importantly, I'm a mom uh, of a beautiful boy who has um, autism and also has wonderful strengths and qualities that I feel are important to nurture just as much as the challenges are important to address. Right. And so for this Mozart in the Mind event, technically you're a volunteer. I am a volunteer. Technically. But you're like, it's so far beyond volunteer. You're really, in my opinion, mainly Mozart is kind of providing some, is not kind of, is providing organizational structure Mm -hmm. to this, but you're providing the vision. And so, like, what is the vision? So the vision is for individuals who are on the autism spectrum or um, families of individuals, caretakers, loved ones, um, to have a place where they can come and do what they love to do and nurture that talent or strength or interest um, in a safe environment. That's the vision. Um, for my so that's son, the, the grand vision? The grand vision. Okay, so that's not the Mozart of the Mind The Mozart of the Mind vision. is a that's stepping the, stone towards that it, direction. Towards the, got it. It's, it's getting a group of people together to talk about why this is important mm-hmm. and how do we make it happen. And I right. think the best people to talk about why this is important are people who have been on the journey themselves mm-hmm. and who are graciously... Um, eager to come and share their journeys with us. People like Matteo Musso, the poet, or Diego Pena, the author, and these are a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. And people like Grant Manier, the artist, the innovative equal artist who went from um, a love of tearing paper to a love of collage art to a love of doing um, children's books about recycling. Right. And Grant's a little older, isn't he? Grant is a yeah. little older, yep. Um, it's about um, people like Kevin Hosseini, uh, who is um, a wonderful artist, a painter. Uh, people like Joel Anderson, who is a wonderful painter um, and artist. People like Derek Pavicini, uh, the musician, um, brilliant pianist. Um, it's about all these people and many more who are coming to uh, share their talents with us, but also share their personal journeys and explain why it was super important to them for mm-hmm. their for their interests to be nurtured. Right. Just like any kid would want their interests nurtured. Mm-hmm. The challenge is for many people who are on the autism spectrum is to find the right environment for them. Right. Um, Cuz it's going to be learn. different for everybody. It's going to be different person. for anybody just like it's okay. different for any other child. Um, some are going to be able to go to typical art classes. And some are going to need a lot more um, accommodation or need a totally different environment or a different type of instructor or uh, a different kind of setting, a different kind of medium. And the, the vision for Mozart in the Mind is to 
learn from these people directly what would they want to see happen in the community. Sure. And, and what we worked take for on, them. What worked for them or what, what would they it? love to yeah. see happen. Okay. And then we take all that feedback and we build on it for years to come. Okay. Um, and this was all born out of my journey to find something like that for my own son that I found at the Mainly Mozart Youth Orchestra. Okay. Never before had I ever found a teacher like... Um, She's much more than a teacher, but a teacher like um, Jane Frey, mm -hmm. who said, your boy is amazing. I want your boy in my group. And I go, oh, but you know, um, I'm not exactly sure if this is the right fit. And she's like, you don't worry about any of that. I, I promise you we will look at what he needs. Mm -hmm. I had never found anything like that before. And right. maybe the youth orchestra itself is not for everybody, but we would like to make programs available for the, the budding little artists or the budding um, theater uh, drama lovers or right. the performers, the musicians, the mathematicians um, to have a place to come and learn um, alongside people who have the same interest mm -hmm. and enrich their lives and, and grow from it. Right. Because, you know, I've seen a few quotes recently from some people on the spectrum who have broken through and have been able to communicate in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Some use the letter boards. Uh -huh. um, and it's just, it's so, it's been a revelation for me to be involved in this, for them to hear something like, I never wanted to be alone. Right. And so there are so many misconceptions and overgeneralizations and like large brushstrokes about um, what people on the autism spectrum and some people like to call themselves autistic and others like to call themselves on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And that's fine either way. Um, there's a lot of generalization about what they want and what they need and what they can't or can do. And I think we are changing the conversation at Mozart in the Mind. And we're saying, you tell us what works for you individually as a person. And mm -hmm. we will then uh, implement that. And so if you are somebody um, who wants to be around a group of people uh, who also use uh, communication devices, great. If you want to be around a different group of people who have all kinds of communication methods, including um, speech, great. Mm -hmm. um, we want to learn from you what would make you comfortable, what would make you uh, want to come, what would make you happy, and how we can best empower you to nurture your specific talent or interest. Right. And would you say, I mean, I've, you're the mother of a child with autism, and you understand, but I want to make sure that whoever's listening to this also understands that Mozart in the mind isn't going to, isn't a cure. It's not, when we and we don't it's talk about it. It's not intended to be that. No, not at all. It's it's we're not talking about um, addressing challenges and treatment methodologies at all. Um, we're we're not talking about um, changing the person. We're talking about creating a space where this person can bring their interests and have mentors and buddies to do that with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so day one of the seminar, the symposium, the symposium. is June 1st. Mm -hmm. And that, what's that day about? That day is about listening to, uh, mostly it's about listening to the stories of people who have walked the walk and okay. been on the journey of nurturing their own strengths because they tell us, they demonstrate to us why that was important to them. And here's why day one is important. A lot of times, uh, parents and uh, family members of young ones on the autism spectrum are rightfully told that they need to spend a lot of time and energy and resources on addressing the challenges, right? Mm -hmm. But they are often not told that they also need to spend 
time and resources and, and energy on nurturing what's already there, the strengths, um, the interests, uh, no matter how um, peculiar or um, unusual those interests may be. So it could mm -hmm. be something as common as Legos and as uncommon as uh, the galaxies and the universe. Um, we don't get told, because nobody really knows how to address that, um, that your child may have some specific interests or things that they do over and over and they seem to really enjoy. And there's a way to tap into that and have them experience more joy. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe have you participate in that joy as well. Right. And so that's what day one is all about. Okay. It's about um, come and, and learn about, you know, how uh, tapping into poetry um, worked for Matteo or tapping into music worked for this person. Mm -hmm. um, or physics. Is one? Physics, right. right. Physics. Um, um, that's uh, Jacob Barnett, right. who's the, the son of Christine Barnett, who will be here to talk to us about her journey with her son. Um, of course, people like Jacob Barnett are um, exceptional, mm -hmm. correct? And we're not talking about purely people who have exceptional abilities. We're talking about anybody uh, who has um, autism or other developmental um, differences uh, to present to us what it is that they feel joy doing. Right. Do you think it boils down to the basic human need of having a voice? Having a voice and also having your interest or what you right. like, what makes you tick, right. having that be valued and not right. be turned off. Right. And by voice, I don't mean speaking. Right. I, yeah. yeah. Having a place to, to be and Express. Grow. Yeah. yeah. And then so day two, June 2nd is? June 2nd is also a little bit of that, but it boils more, it goes a little bit deeper into, now we're talking about the how-to. So we have um, uh, educators, um, music therapists, uh, music instructors, um, uh, art therapy, art instruction, um, coming to talk to us about, you know, how they work with the students or uh, people that they serve on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis um, and how they can make, how they connect to this vision overall. Okay. Um, most importantly, it's about having the interactive panel, which will oh. open with um, the Exploring Diagnosis Project uh, that was conducted at the University of Exeter in the UK by um, researchers um, like Stephen Cap, Dr. Cap, who is uh, originally from Los Angeles, um, who is a um, uh, psychologist, uh, a PhD psychologist, um, looking into you know what is the meaning um, of autism for different people. What is what is how do how do you um, culturally and. So, socially um, define it and how do you medically define it and why is that important okay. um, so they're starting up with with that and then they tap into the concept of neurodiversity what it means to be neurodivergent mm -hmm. um, and then after that uh, after the opening we have all most of our speakers um, and our artists um, participating in the panel um, talking about the nuts and bolts about how to build a program that meets the needs of the people it, it intends to serve. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we want a huge audience participation. We want people to come and bring their questions and bring their ideas and bring their concerns or bring their criticisms um, and discuss it with uh, our, discuss those with our panelists. Right. 
And then, so those are the two days with, with that are speakers. But then we've got an entire art competition uh-huh. contest. And then an those art those artists are going to be able to sell their art, those artistic artists. Oh, absolutely. At auction mm-hmm. through this event. And then there's also the musicians who are being paid to perform. Right. Being paid a fair you know, compensation for their what they're providing to the, the festival. So there's a very strong artistic presence artistically yes. and musically. Yes. So the Art of Autism is curating um, uh, an entire art expo in addition to the um, uh, Find Your Inner Modes art, art contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are artists coming from all over the U.S. Um, some are local, some are from um, Texas or from New York, New Jersey. Um, they're coming to uh, display their art and sell their art. Um, and what's important to note is that the, their, their work, their performances, whether they're musical performances or the uh, art pieces, the art itself is worthy on its mm-hmm. own. It stands it alone. It has its own merit. Yeah. I got a little, little teary-eyed from <laughs> just yeah. reading, looking at some of the art and re- then reading the caption. Yeah. And I wasn't teary-eyed for someone who was different than me. I was teary-eyed because of the idea and the emotion that they were expressing. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's human emotion and it's art of the, of the grandest caliber mm-hmm. that is being presented to us by these artists and, and is being uh, sold. And some of the artists really want to share their personal stories in right. addition to the, selling their art. They want to connect with the audience and they yeah. want to say, they want to send their message out there. Again, it's about giving them their voice, and they're choosing to come to do this. Yeah, yeah well, Derek Carvaccini, the pianist, his favorite thing in the world, the thing he would do consistently mm-hmm. is play piano in front of an audience. Yes, and take requests. And, and take requests. And the challenge do of doing it in different keys. All day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, you could see the joy emanate from there. And I'll share a little, a little anecdote. When I first attended Mainly Mozart last year and got introduced to this wonderful organization, I um, was attending purely because I wanted to see Derek Pervicini perform. And then there was a, a breakout talk session with his professor, um, his mentor, Adam Aquaford, and him on the piano. And my son was with me and got away from me um, for uh, a second and ran towards the piano, sat next to Derek. And it was so beautiful that Adam Aquaford, the, the professor, asked me to let the lad be. Don't take him away. Um, and let's see what happens. And it was this beautiful connection. And I could feel that Derek was really happy that Adam was there on mm-hmm. the piano. And they were riffing off each other for a couple minutes. It was the right. most magical moment for was, me. Yeah, I was there. It was incredible. Yeah. So. Because that's, that's Derek has found his, his voice. Yeah. Through, and it sounds like music. their son is finding his voice. He is through very different yeah. media. You know, as a parent, what I struggle with the most is asking people to nurture his strengths. Mm. The people who are involved in his life are wonderful, amazing teachers and therapists who want to um, do the best they can to serve him. And when it comes to nurturing his strengths, of course they do that to a certain degree, but the rest of it is all up to me. I have to find a teacher, I have Mm -hmm. to find an educator, and that's great, I love doing that, I do it all day long, I'm his mom, this is my job, right? But it would be so great if there was an organization shouldering that with me. Right. And this is what I found at Mainly Mozart, and I want this to be available to as many families as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then if anyone feels as if they can't attend, we will absolutely guarantee that if you want to attend, you'll be able to. Nobody will right? be turned away. 
because of financial need. Right. So we want as many people as possible to attend. We have, uh, for San Diego Regional Center clients, mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a link where they can use their um, conference funds if they still have funds for the yeah. year. Um, otherwise, they, we have a scholarship available. Um, they would have to just fill out a brief form telling us uh, why they would like to come and how they are connected to um, uh, our vision. Um, and we will um, guarantee them a ticket. Excellent. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mainly Mozart podcast. Please share it with others. We look forward to seeing you soon.